It's good to be here with you guys. It really, it really is. Um, uh, I was just thinking this morning, the joy. Pastor Lane, it's a joy. Thank you so much for accepting us here, letting us share with you. I, I have um, b- believed for a long time that God needed a church in this area, in this building. Because we were just a few miles away at Shady Grove and uh, just east of here. And I've been by this building many, many times years ago. And I kept saying, God, there's something great that you have for this location and for this building. And I have believed it, believed it, and I'm not going to let up. I was surprised to find out that they were going to establish a school over here. I'm excited about it, but surprised with excitement that um, that San Angelo is somehow extending to here, to this place. There's going to be a great move of God here in the days to come. I promise you that. The Spirit of the Lord is here, and uh, we're going to see Him touch people's lives, change people. That's what I'm excited about. Um, I, I come, sometimes I have to make, not sometimes, usually, I have to make some introduction of myself. Um, I didn't get saved until I was 30. And um, I'd been in the Army, Highway Patrol. 30 years old, I got saved. Three months later, called to the ministry. And three months later, in Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, um, I had a lot of hurt. I thought I was enjoying life. And, and I was, to a certain degree, <laughs> in, in the flesh, I was really enjoying life, I thought. But I found out that there's another joy. And the joy of receiving Jesus never, never ends. You think, well, when I, I've, I've just gotten saved. Well, great, that's, that's the door. Come on in. And you're going to find a lot more doors along the way. You're going to find new truth taking place in, in your mind and understanding and receiving it and soon walking in the joy of the Lord. Now, I'm going to... I'm going to be sharing with you about the secret of a joyful life, if y'all don't mind. Because I thought I knew what joy was, but I, I didn't really. So that's what I'm wanting to share with you uh, today. Um, if you wouldn't mind, turn in your Bibles with me to Psalms 87. And um, I'm going to, we're going to read the whole psalm. And then we'll start at the bottom and we will come back. I just wanted to let you all know about, I used to think that I was having a lot of fun when I wasn't. It, it was actually destruction. This kind of joy actually builds and is so good for us. Psalms 87.1. This is, this is talking about the secret of a joyful life. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. 
Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to those who know me. Behold, O Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia, this one was born there. And of Zion, it will be said, this one and that one were born in her. And the Most High himself shall establish her. The Lord will record when he registers the peoples, this one was born there. Both the singers and the players on instruments say, all my springs are in you. When I was reading through this a couple of months ago, it just, I'd, I'd read it many times, never jumped on me. I mean, it jumped out at me. And what I saw was that last verse on verse 7, for the singers and the players on instruments say, all my springs are in you. The first thing that caught my mind, caught my eye, was the fact that these guys were singing and playing instruments. Now, if you know me, I love, I love to worship. I love to raise my hands. I love to clap. I like to bow before him. I like to get on my knees before him. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just love honoring him and bragging on him. That's just, it was in my heart. When I got saved, then later, and after, in fact, the last semester in seminary, I by myself in a little prayer room in the basement of the if you've been there, you know the basement is in that I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit and I was saved. That increased my joy of the Lord, experiencing the presence of God in that way. But as I've grown, I've just have other experiences in my life that brings about the joy of the Lord. And, and here, we, when I saw these singers and the players on instruments, and they say, all of my springs are in you. It sounded to me like when I read it, and knowing Israel the way I do, and I've been to Israel, we've probably been there 50 some odd times, and we had an apartment there for seven years. And so knowing a little bit about the, the culture, I, I know that if they're going to be singers, and if it has to, anything to do with, with God, and there's going to be singers and, and players on instruments, I guarantee you they're worshiping. And in, in the older days, they really got on to it. They, they, they struck the drums and the violins and every kind of musical instrument they had, and they glorified God because that's what God had asked them to do, would, would be to glorify Him. And they'd get excited about the Lord, the Lord in battle, the Lord out of battle, the Lord in their marriage, the Lord here and in their businesses. The Lord, they, they looked at Him as the source of all life. And therefore, when I read this, I got so excited because I love to see people who worship God. Come on out of your skin a little bit. Get, 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 get used to it. Uh, get used to magnifying the Lord. Get used to bragging on Him, if you want to put it that way. Get used to lifting your hands and there is no other God beside you. And everything that I have to do with, if, you do, if you're not involved in it, then God, I'm a loser. But, but if, if, if you're in it, then I know that I'm going to be a winner because you're a winner. 
and I'm going to worship you and magnify you. And when I read that, I saw these guys going toot, 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 and playing like that and, and walking along, just shouting to the Lord and praising God with everything that is in them. And then they said, look at that last verse. Then they said, all my springs are in you, God. I thought, what in the world is he saying? All my springs are in you. I I began to research it. And I found out that spring is not a well. A spring is not stagnant water. A spring is life. And then I discovered that the spring really wasn't the issue Where the water was coming from was the issue. Where was it coming from? Our springs are in you, God. See, a spring is just an outlet for a large body of water that's hidden underground. An aquifer underground. That's where it's coming from. The spring is only releasing what the bigger is. And when they say all of our springs are in you, that means, God, I'm I'm a spring for you, but you know what? Uh, It's you. I'm just the outlet for you, the source of everything. And that's what what the spring has has to do with. And and then I, I noticed our springs, what did they say? Are in you. A spring is life. Jesus said to the woman at the well, you know, if you you had asked me, I would have given you living water. He didn't know what kind of water he's talking about, but Jesus said, if I gave you water, you would have eternal life. And and we we become that spring for. God in our lives. You you understand what I'm trying to say? And there's places, let me see if I can find it here. I just jotted some notes down. If you look with me in in Matthew 4.4, I think we'll find a, yeah, Matthew 4.4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You see, when we get born again, somehow we get the idea, I'm not saying all of us, I'm saying I did. As a, I was a Baptist preacher's son. And, and I, I didn't like church. I, I, I said, I, I, can never, I can never reach the goal. I can never be who I'm hearing about. I, 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 I didn't like church. When I got saved and born again, I thought, I'm going to have to perform, but I know I need him. I was lost without him. A wife and two children coming very near to a divorce at one time. An angry man could only find my joy in sin. And I got saved and turned around, but at the same time, my mind still said, 
I've got to perform. I've got to do this. I've got to do it this way. I've got to do it that way. Just simply because we were taught you've got to do it and you've got to I mean, you've got to have the strength to make it, the strength to break through, and the strength to live it. And, and so the, for the first while through seminary, at the, that's the reason I, re, I believe the reason I'd received the baptism of the Holy Spirit were a couple of reasons. I heard a message on it from the pulpit from the, in, in chapel. I heard a, a, the message on the baptism of the Holy Spirit that just really threw me off Totally. And I thought, what in the world are we talking about? And, and, and it was that the Holy Spirit would come in us and begin to live his life through us. And I thought, i got to have that. And I began to experience his springs. It's, I'm a spring. It is in me. The springs are in him through me out to other people and it's his life in me and through me I think I have another verse of scripture too right there Do I, if I do turn it up uh, John yeah on the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried out saying if any thirst let him come to me and drink he who believes in me as the scripture sa- has said out of his heart will flow rivers out of his what? Heart. Will flow rivers of living water. So what are we talking about? We're talking about our heart. We're talking about, Lord, surrender. I want my heart to be a place. You know, Jesus said in one place in John, you study the scriptures because in them you think you'll find life. But you won't come to me that you may have life. That you might have life. We've got to study the scriptures. I believe in that. I've read the Bible through I don't know how many times. And many of you have too. But I can read the scriptures and not go to the Lord with it. You understand what I'm saying? Read the scriptures and not let God apply it to my heart. I'm just reading the scripture because I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to perform. I've got to get it done. No, what, what is it? It's my heart. God, deal with my heart. And let me just not go to the scriptures, but let me go to the scriptures and let me come to you. And that you speak the scriptures through me in my life, in the way I'm living my life, and where you've called my life. And let, let, me, let me do that. And so when... This is what all I got out of this one, that's one bottom thing. It says, but the singers and the players on instruments say all my springs are in you. And when I left that thing, I thought, who in the world is you? Who is he talking about there? Who is you? Zion. That they, look at it. They, they said Zion. Let's re- read, uh, go up to chapter, up to verse 1 again. Verse 1. And his fountain is in the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. The foundation, I should say, is in the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion. Hmm. The foundation, does God have a foundation? Are you kidding me? 
God doesn't need a foundation like we think a foundation. We got to build a foundation so it'll hold this building. God, God doesn't have, a, have to have a foundation so he can exist. What's he talking about? He's talking about that, that, that there is a place that has been founded. Not a foundation, but a place that has been founded. And that place, as, as, we, as we look at it, the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. You know why he said that? Because in, in uh, Isaiah, the gates of Zion in one place, and I could give you the passage later, but in, it's, he says the gates of Zion are praise. The gates are praise and the walls are salvation. And, and he says he loves those, those, those gates of praise more than he says, let me find it again with my finger here, than all the dwellings of Jacob. You know why he said that's better than the gates are better than the dwellings of Jacob, the gates of Zion? Because Zion was praise and Jacob was manipulation. In Jacob's life, before he became Israel, he was manipulation. He manip manipulated every way he possibly could. His mother helped him out doing that. So he's, God says, I, I, love, I love these, these, uh, these gates, these foundations. This, uh, love the gates of Zion. He loves the gates of praise. He loves the gates of worship, which is what they were doing. So whenever we begin to see this, what, what are the mountains? You think, what is this foundation that is there? Uh, that is the same place where Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac. Jerusalem, Mount Zion, is the same place God sent Abraham to kill his son. And all of a sudden, God showed up at the last minute, raised the knife, whatever he was doing, and this big old goat out there got caught in the thicket and found, and God said, no, no, I know you're true. I know you would kill him. Here's your sacrifice. And God provided. So when we're talking about Zion, we're talking about a, a place where, where God lives, where God resides, and, and he has chosen that mountain. More than any other mountain in the world, he has chosen it. Think about it. Melchizedek, if you, any of you remember the story of Melchizedek, a man without a father, without a mother, a man that wasn't even born as, as people are born. It had to be Jesus Christ. Look in, in Hebrews chapter 7 if you want to read about it. But this Melchizedek lived there at Zion. And he met Abraham coming back from battle. This, this, this place here is where God chose to live on the earth to manifest itself. He chose to live there, people. We think, well, why is this important? Because we're talking about that very thing right now. Where does joy come from? Joy comes from the presence of God. Not just thinking it, not just reading it in the Bible, not just making a decision, but actually understanding that God wants to manifest his glory in our lives. When David became king, the first thing he wanted to do was to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. 
Why did he want to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem? Because the Ark of the Covenant is where God lived in the earth. Between the wings of the cherubim, you can read about it in, in uh, Exodus uh, chapter 25, I believe it is, in Exodus. He's told Moses how to build the Ark of the Covenant with a golden lid called the mercy seat and the two angels looking up, coming up over the sides of it and looking down upon the mercy seat where the blood, sacrificial blood would be shed year by year. And he said, Moses, if you'll come here to where this, where these wings are, to this lid, to this mercy seat, anytime you want to talk to me, come here and I'll talk to you. There is that manifest presence, even in the Old Testament. There was that manifest presence of God. It's, it, you know the difference between manifest and, and His presence. His, his presence is everywhere. God is omnipresent. Don't get me wrong. God is omnipresent. There's nowhere we can go. David talked about that. Nowhere we can go that God is not. But God also shows himself, manifests himself. He manifested himself in the Garden of Eden. God walked there, but yet God was everywhere. When they left the Garden of Eden, they left the manifest presence of God. People would flee from the, from the, from the manifest presence of God, not knowing that God is everywhere. I'm, what I am talking about is God wants us to be birthed into an understanding that the Lord wants to manifest His glory on the inside of us. And actually, we, whether we, what we think of ourselves is right or not, I don't, it, it, if you're not thinking of yourselves right, then let's think of yourself as self, as self right. And, and say, I am, a, I am a car, truck, airplane. I am an instrument that God wants to manifest himself through and be living water. It's not we can read the word and say, that's the water of God. Yeah, well, yes, living, not until it deals with our heart and not until... God shows and manifests His presence in us. And we walk with Him that way. I have never had so much joy in all my life as I have since I've understood this, this principle that He wants to show Himself in us. He said, He loves the gates of Zion more than the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. Verse 4, I will make mention of Rahab, that's Egypt, of Babylon, to those who know me. Behold, O Philistia, and Tyre, and Ethiopia. Ethiopia. He's talking about countries. He's talking about um, different races of people. He's talking about them. He said, I, 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 I'll make mention of Rahab. I'll make mention of Babylon to those who know me. To those who know me, behold, O Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia, this one was born there. And of Zion it will be said, look at verse 5, of Zion it will be said, this one and that one were born in her. 
and the Most High himself shall establish her. The Lord will record when he registers the people. This one was born there. There's a realization of the manifest presence of God. When I say manifest presence of God, I believe one of the things I can explain it is that in every church service, God wants to show himself to us at least individually that you would know that God is here in a special way, manifesting himself. And as a church, that we would all recognize that during worship time and during preaching and the word, during the sharing and even in gathering, we're gathering together and we, we, there's a sense of knowing that God is with us. We didn't come just to do church. We came to meet God. We came to worship Him. We came to lift our heart to Him. That's what we came here to do. We didn't come here to do God a favor. Say, well, I got saved and I got to be in church. Come on. That's not where we are. We're, we're a people born again. We're a people who carry a spirit. We're a people who have the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you don't, you need to get it. We're a people that carry Him. And when we come together, we're all coming together carrying Him and saying, God, would you express yourself through our worship? Would you express yourself through as we as a body come together with one mind? We're here to hear the Word, yes. We're here to see other people in fellowship, yes. But we're here to meet with God together. So that's not just one person's responsibility to say, well, I'm, I'm going to raise my hands while we sing. But I, w I don't want to because no one else is doing it. No, we, we all are all, if we want to praise God and worship Him according to Scripture, we can lift our hands. Man, there were, there were two songs, three songs that we sang this morning. I would have had to stick my hands in the pocket in my pockets and do do like this to keep from raising my hand. I want to just express God, I love you. Yes, it is true. What we're singing is true. What we're singing is coming about. And God is manifested in us. And when God is manifested in a church service, salvations take place, healings take place. I'm I'm telling you. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a, a simple thing. It's not a simple thing. It's a spiritual thing. And that the joy of the Lord becomes ours. I want to walk out this door with so much joy, not because I preach, but because we met him together in worship. That we're one body. And we're one body with the rest of the body. But when we come together, we're one body here. And we worship Him. And that makes, make, that makes me absolutely plumb full of joy whenever I begin to, to, to see that. That of Zion it will be said, this one and that one were born in her. And the Most High shall establish her. Born in her, how? What, uh, what do you mean, born in her? Do you ever have something uh, pop on the inside of you? Like, 
I didn't know that. Wow. And that changed her life. Have you ever had that to happen? Something was birthed in you. So I'm not talking about another getting saved, another being water baptized, another baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about coming to a new realization. Being born into an understanding that God is real and He's present right now. But is He present in you? He's present in me. I know He's present, omnipresent, but is He manifested? Are you in love with Him in here? I, I, I'm going to close with this story. And you've heard this story before. And I know one or two others. I think you did too. I'm going to close with this. Um, I was pastoring Shady Grove Church in Grand Prairie. And a, a man offered for me to go to go up north. So I, I heard he told me that there was a, a revival going on up there and that he had liked for me to go and he paid my way right out of Seattle, Washington. Never flown on public transport before. So I went up there. And in the meetings, I felt just totally lost and out of it. I wasn't, still wasn't happy. I still wasn't joyful. And I walked in and there were a thousand people. And they were sitting and it was out at a, at a camp. And there was 500 and then uh, an owl out and 500 more. And I, when I got there, I sat on the front row. And they were worshiping and they were singing. And I didn't feel a part of them. They were holding their hands up and they were, they were just going, I thought, going crazy. And they would sing these songs over and over and over again, like we were doing here earlier. But they didn't stop where we stopped. They, they didn't have to. They were at a camp time. And I mean, they sang it over and over and over. I'd never seen anyone raise their hands in a worship service in my life. And I wasn't going to raise mine. And they would clap and I wasn't going to clap. I, th I thought, I don't, I, I don't even belong here. I'm ready to leave. And they would, they would sing, honestly, they'd sing songs over and over and over and over again. So I, I decided on the second day, I'll go back. And if they continue to do that, I'm going to leave and get on the airplane and fly back to Dallas. I haven't learned anything. I couldn't believe it. I hear these thousand people and I felt like I was a stranger. Didn't belong there. And sure enough, they, they got on a song called name of it we proclaim the name of the Lord I'll never forget it and they got on that one song and they sang it over and over and over again I'm talking over again over again I said no no I can't stand it anymore it goes like we proclaim the name of the Lord in the day of his glory in the beauty <coughs> excuse me <coughs> of his holiness we celebrate his coming 
Let the banners be raised in the day of his glory. At the dawning of the day, we proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, we proclaim the name of the Lord. And then they went over and over and over. They didn't just sing it. <clears throat> they marched to it. They didn't just march to it. They hummed it. Have you ever heard a thousand people humming? And they were having fun. And, but I was sensing something and I was angry. And I said, that's it. If he starts that song one more time, I am out of this place. I had my Bible and the notebook sitting next to me. I said, I'm, I'm out. I'm going. Going out that door right there. And he got to the end of it and he said, At the dawning of the day, we proclaim the name of the Lord. I thought, I'd already picked my Bible up. I promise you, I'd picked it up, my notebook. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. If he starts it, okay. I picked it up. It, I was disappointed. He stopped it. So I turned around and laid my notebook down, my Bible. And when I stood back up, he went, oh, we proclaimed the name of the Lord and started all over again. You know what I did? I grabbed my notebook and my Bible and I started right out the, the door. That's, that's where I headed. And, I, and, I, and suddenly I couldn't move my feet. I'm telling you the truth, the living truth. I couldn't move my feet. And I was moving so fast until I fell on the floor, dropped my Bible and my notebook, and I saw a vision of a pot of gold, a big pot of gold with fire under it and with this dross on top of it. <clears throat> and I saw a hand coming out and taking the dross off like that. And every time that he did, I was going, whoa, I was crying. And I didn't, I didn't know anyone else was around. I said, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And stuff that was in my heart, anger toward people, hatred toward people, on and on and on. I had habits. God's dealings, he's dealt with them. I had all of this, and I was just crying. I was weeping. I didn't even know anyone else was around. And suddenly I came to the realization that God was really there, and he was working in my heart, and he was cleansing my soul. When that was over with, I looked around. I was laying on the floor and looked around, and there's people. They, I thought, they're going to think I'm crazy. And I, they still had their hands up in the air. And I looked on the other side, hands in the air. Then I realized they were still singing that song. We proclaim the name of them. They still, you know what I did? I got my Bible, got my notebook, put it in a chair. And I stood there and put my hands up in the air. And I felt like that I came to the realization of a truth. Of his presence. And he dealt with me with his manifest presence. He wasn't doing that in other people's lives necessarily, but he was in mine. And from that moment until this, the joy of the Lord has been mine. It's been mine. It's not that I haven't had times of leadership difficulties and things like that, but the joy of the Lord 
His presence has never left. So I'm wanting to present to you the same thing. If, if this is an issue with you, you need to be birthed into this area of the manifest presence of God in worship to really know God personally in a deeper way. And you know that that's you. I'd just like, if you don't mind, Pastor, I would just like to open this area up right here and say, if you need to come down here and pray or if you need to turn around and pray in your seat right now, if God is dealing with you, because honestly, Jesus said, I promise you, it's in the Word. That he, just, he just said, you know, um, some people think that just being in the Word is all it is, but they won't come to me. That's in my Word. They won't come to me that they might know me. If you're there, you want to be closer to God, and you say, "God, I want one of the, I want that that birth experience, or not? I I, just, I want to break through in this area. I want God to be able to say, I was born in Zion. Let's stand together. Could you just lead us in a song? And if anyone wants, you can stay in where you are and pray. Or if you want to come down here to the altar, whatever God puts on your heart, would you just go ahead and let's worship together? Whatever they lead us in, wait a moment on the Lord.